This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, I'm Tracy Koga, and thanks for downloading this podcast from ilikehugh.com. If you can, give us a follow or subscribe. And remember that all the information about the guests in today's episode can be found at ilikehugh.com. Now, let's get started. Okay, ladies, I think a toast is due. Welcome. You found a Maggie. Here's here's, here's to the Hugh crew. And Maggie. Cheers. 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 Thank you. Well, so good to have you here, Maggie. Thanks for having me. I know. And then I've got Margot and I've got Francine and ladies. Um, I have to say, what do you think of the new show home, Fox Ridge Show Home? You know, details make the difference. Yeah, it's gorgeous. So we have a hot fire behind you, Maggie. And nice. Yes, just to keep you warm. Francine, I guess you're... I'm warm enough. I'll be okay. I'll be okay. Aww. Well, I guess the main reason why I wanted Maggie to be on this show is because not only are you an amazing woman, but you do have a story that I think really needs to be shared. We had your sister on Melinda. I mean, mm-hmm. Francine yeah, was in I on that Melinda, conversation. Yeah. Yeah. You know, talked a lot about your family and everything that they've done. Um, but I really wanted your story to be able to share it with mm-hmm. people, Maggie. So to fill in Margot, um, this lovely lady is sisters to Melinda Lee. And uh, she just has, um, I know, a, a, such a great spirit, Margot. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen and met so many wonderful ladies on our Hue crew. and this. This one is pretty special. So, Maggie, Aww. you know it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Really? Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. You might want to sip a wine before, yeah. but uh, um, I don't know where to begin or where can we begin the story of Maggie. Ask away. All right. So take us back onto when you were a little girl. Well, I guess I'm here to tell you about um, this disease I have. Um, it's called von Hippolindau. And um, I guess I was first um, diagnosed or or first found out about it when I was uh, about nine years old. I had eye problems. Mm -hmm. And um, they sent me to uh, see an um, eye specialist in Miami. And um, my dad had to take me down there. And it was really, it was quite a crazy time because my, actually Melinda was just born and, and my mom had a brand, you know, a newborn at home, and my dad and I had to take off to Florida to go see this eye specialist. Wow, and that must yeah. have been so scary back then. So, I was just a little kid. I know. Yeah. So then going forward, then what happened? Um, well, for the next 20 years, I would have um, um, to go to many, many doctors and um, um I was able to see a, an eye specialist, an ophthalmologist here in, in Winnipeg, who followed my progress for for several years in consultation with the doctors in um, in my in Miami, mm-hmm. and um, I would have laser treatments every couple months and everything. So when I was a little kid, I I've seen it seems like I missed a lot of school, <laughs> you know, yeah. having I had you know 
I, I know the, the medical system well because I've, I've been to so many doctors. Uh, so I guess, uh, tell us a little bit about the disease itself and what um, it Well, von Hippel-Lindau, it's a, a rare genetic uh, disorder which is characterized by the formation of um, uh, tumors and cysts and it can affect eyes, um, um, brain, um, hearing, and also the pancreas and kidneys, and a few more other things. But, <laughs> but I, I have a few of them. I've had, um, well, pro obviously problems with my eyes. Um, so when I was first diagnosed, I only had these uh, tumors in my eyes, but I didn't lose my sight until um, 19 years ago. Wow. And then, um, but in between there, I've had um, several brain tumors. Amazing. And she has a family. You've got a beautiful son. Well, he's 20 now. Well, he's now. 20 now. <laughs> but um, uh, it's, it's funny. When he was born, um, or when I was pregnant, I was at a, a normal pregnancy and, and, you know, everything was, it was good health-wise and everything. So we proceeded with, with me getting pregnant and we had him. But uh, just before he was born, um, I had... I was told I had another brain tumor, so I, I was I called by the doctor. Oh, one of the my one of the doctors telling me that um, they were going to have to uh, deliver the baby early. Oh, oh no! <laughs> Actually, uh, they were. I was told that I was going to have to go have brain surgery, and I said, <laughs> "Oh, thank goodness, I'm so close to my due date, you know." And, oh, and, wow. and to maybe stop I, my brain. Yeah, <laughs> maybe I can fit. You know, maybe we can do this. My son was born in, in when well, due date was September. I said, well, maybe we can do it in October. And he, he, so the doctor said to me on the phone, well, actually, we're going to do it, you know, uh, in two weeks. And I'm like, but I haven't had the baby yet. <laughs> and, oh, and, and, and he, yeah, well, that's, that's yeah. when it hit me, you yes. know. All of a sudden, it's just like, oh, they're going to go in early, wow. you know. So um, it, when... I was to give um, birth or just have the C-section is scheduled for August 26th. And um, it's funny, you don't, uh, you go in for uh, pre-admission in yes. the morning. Mm -hmm. And um, this was at HSC. And I remember sitting in the waiting area with a bunch of other patients and here in my big belly and everything. And, you know, it's like talk in the waiting room. So what are you here for? And I'm like, well, I'm hired to have a baby. And they're like, well, really? yeah, <laughs> first of all, the, everyone looked at me and they, they said, I think you're in the wrong hospital because I was in HSE in the general part. Not, oh. And they go, shouldn't you be in women's? And I said, well, actually, I'm here for another thing, too. So I'm, they're gonna, I'm going to have wow. brain, surgery brain surgery first, and then they're going <laughs> to the then the baby. Even wow. the but all you, the same surgery. Yeah, even the order of you telling that story certainly is a testament to the type of person you are, that like your child was what came first in that instance, and you weren't like telling everyone about this big brain surgery that you were having, right? So it's like you kept yeah. what was most important to you at the time kind of at the forefront of your mind. Was that something that was helpful in dealing with? I think so, definitely. The, right. um, you know, the focus for me was to have a, a, a healthy baby, yeah. mm -hmm. you know? Right. And, um, you know, I didn't, I guess I didn't understand or, you know, think of the, sev in the severity yeah. of it. Yeah, sure. I'm, my husband tells me, now, well, 
you know, he thought he could have lost me that day. You know, I, I, I remember him saying to me, I don't want to be raising this baby by myself. Well, and, okay, so I want to know now. Mm -hmm. I've never really had the chance to ask you about the rest of your family. Your husband, I mean, they have a beauty, you have a beautiful life, but I mean, it's so hard on the loved ones too and everything that you've gone through. Well, definitely. I know I'm the one who has to go through the surgeries yes. and yeah. everything, but um, it's the ones who, you know, my support system, my, mm -hmm. my family, my, you know, my husband, my son, my, my, my parents, my sisters, you know, they're, they're a strong support for me. They're the, you know, who have to watch me and, and it's hard on them, I know. Yes, but I mean, look at where you are today. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. uh, awesome. I want to talk now a little bit about your grandmother and then, you know, the whole kind of history of this through your family. Well, this one helpful Linda, I feel so bad for my grandmother, who is 99, by the way, <laughs> you <Awesome>. know. <laughs> Um, you know, this has been really hard on her. I'm, this dreaded disease, actually, um, it's a genetic disorder, but it wasn't passed down by my grandmother. It was uh, on my grandfather's side. Um, so she has had to see a lot. And you know what? She is a very strong woman. She has lost her, first of all, she lost her, her husband to mm -hmm. this disease. Mm -hmm. And um, my grandmother has lost um, three of her kids to this, um, this one Hippolindo, and my mom has it also. And you have another wow. sister too as well? And my other sister in, um, in, in where does she live? In Toronto. Toronto. Sorry, thank you. Uh, she had, she's, ha um, well, 15 years ago, she had to have back surgery. And because, um, like I said, um, von Hippel, in, it affects, you know, uh, brain and eyes, but, you know, the back is closely linked to that too. Yes. So the spinal, like spinal yes. and stuff. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Well, and yet, and once you have kids, and um, is your son okay? Well, oh, well, we talk about how it's impacted uh, so many members of my family. Well, I said, mentioned my mom and my sister, but my son had to have uh, brain surgery three years ago, and mm -hmm. I tell you, wow. as a parent, as a mother, it's nothing you know, more painful than, mm -hmm. than watching your child go through something like this. So I couldn't even imagine what it has done to uh, my grandmother. Your grandma, such strong I woman. guess my mom too. Yeah. yeah. But you know, moving on though, you, um, I mean, we'll get the girls in this conversation too, just about, I guess, you know, day-to-day -day life and how you go through it, how you navigate, Maggie. And, you know, are we as other citizens and, and as a city and as a whole being more aware of, you know, people with, you know, disabilities and making it more accessible for you? Well, you know what? Having lost my sight 19 years ago, it makes, made me really re realize, you know, how this world is really meant for the sighted. You yeah. know, it's something we really take for granted. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I lost my sight, even on a day-to-day -day basis, it makes me, you know, realize, yeah, oh, if, I could do things different, I would do this different mm -hmm. or whatever, or how come they couldn't, you know, this place of business couldn't do this, but it's not all about me. <laughs> so, sorry to ask a question. How old were you when you lost your sight? Um, my son was 12 months old, so, oh God. Okay. Um, I was 31. Okay, so you had 31 years to see, to learn all of the, you know, yeah. life for the, for the seeing, okay. You know what? So yeah. you were able to relate. Definitely, I, you know what, I, I often wonder, 
you know, if it would have been easier to never have seen it before at all, mm -hmm. or are, um, wow. do what I, you yeah. know, go through what I did. Because I tell you, when, when I lost my sight, it, it hit me hard. It, it, it was hard to adjust. Sure. You know, there's so many things I missed, mm -hmm. you know, and actually, you know, mm -hmm. for me, oh, being a new mom, it was, um, it was hard to just, um, even the, th um, I was very resentful, even of the fact right. of, of not being able to, quote, see my, my son grow up. Right, mm -hmm. yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. that, um, resentment, yeah. When you said, yeah, resentment, do you find, though, through life, as you see it, as you see it now, as you go through life now? No pun intended. No, I know, <laughs> I know. Yeah. But other, other senses pick up other things, or do you, and do you right. find satisfaction in other things mm -hmm. now? Definitely, I think because um, well, you're so positive. Like, I mean, well, how easy right. could this right. have when turned into a negative? Yeah. Energy oh, is very sure. positive. Wait, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, what choice was I given? I mean, sure. I had mm -hmm. a little. A baby at home. I mean, you know, his diaper still needed to be changed. Right. Um, you know, he needed to be fed. You know, laundry needed to be done. Life yes. doesn't stop because you know, um, you know, your a life uh, just a wrench is thrown into um, right. into life. Yeah. Yeah. But then, wow. um, and then I guess, what does the future hold? What do you want to really see done now? I mean, this is a pretty powerful story. I mean, I can't imagine it and. Yeah, and you're living it, but you seem to be such a big advocate. Mm -hmm. Well, I think, I think it's, I'm, personally, I'm one of those people who think it's very important to give back. And I want to just bring awareness to, to um, people who are blind or with disabilities. You know, I mean, you know, it's, it's not, I, just because I can't see that I, there's so many more I mean, things I can I can still do. Do yes. right. definitely. Yeah. Yes, like yeah. she can be on the Hue Crew, right? No. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I don't feel like yeah. I'm any different than no. you or no. you know. Right. And you're not. And you do. Yeah. I just you know I'm I'm still me. Yeah. Awesome. And I'm interject for one second mm -hmm. because she's actually she's an advocate now. So she she'll I'll get her to tell you about it. But she has uh, been on many boards and committees to help the greater community. So I'll let her talk about it though. <laughs> and that's, you know, your little sister, Melinda, putting in her two cents. <laughs> she really has. <laughs> well, she's my little sister, but she's, you know, she, and um, she's a great supporter of me. She's, oh, yes. she's, she's one of my biggest fans and, and I really appreciate her. Well, she I love always her will be and continues to be. So tell us a little bit more on what you're working on. Um, well, I do a lot of volunteering and I'm on the board of the uh, CNIB, mm -hmm. uh, the national board. So, um, you know, it, it, I think it's important for, um, I talk about giving back to the community, but it's bringing awareness to to the everybody. Like, you know, for I'm on the national board, but, you know, everyone needs to know that um, people who can't see or people with disabilities can do so anything. Many yeah. yeah, so many things. And um, I also was on a committee uh, through the city is called an access advisory committee, and it's just to um, help everybody else, in, in, from wheelchairs to um, I mean, vision loss isn't the only disability. There's hearing, there's cognitive, um, you know, mm -hmm. um, mobility, right. everything. Yeah. So it's just you know everything's important, and which 
with, they worked hardly, uh, sorry, worked hard with the Rick Hansen Foundation. Oh, okay, so, yes. So, yeah. I mean, you know what, it, I think he was a strong, he's a strong champion of, of uh, rights for the disabled. Yes, mm -hmm. no, he definitely yeah. is. And I think we've come a long way in tech though, right? Haven't yeah, you certainly. But, and you know what, there's even like a call to action right away that we can give to businesses, any business, when it comes to their website and their tech and things like that, is to try and like add that accessibility piece to it. Like, mm -hmm. so for, there are screen readers and things like that. Maybe you use one, Maggie, but like apps that can read, you know, different sites to you and things like that. Well, thank goodness for my iPhone. Right, yeah, yeah. Right. but if we yeah. forget, yeah, for sure. if we forget to put in, for example, like that thing called alt text, if people forget to enter that in, so when you're adding an image even on social media, there's a, or on your website, there's a box for alt text, and that's where you put, like, we are four women sitting on a couch in and a home. And it will describe with it to us. Really? But if you don't do that, that, it won't wow. describe it. Yeah. And so it's oh. very, very simple, but we people don't do that. Yeah, so there's these little things around accessibility that screen readers can help um, to have that accessibility piece for those with um, vision impairments. And so those little things that I think, like CNNB puts out information about that, but, you know, tech organizations can help with that yeah, too and sure. just basic Google search and you'll find yeah there's really mm -hmm. simple things that businesses can do tomorrow. Wow. Mm -hmm. okay. Definitely. Mm -hmm. So we'll get up on that. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so four yeah. women talking yes. on a couch. Yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah. Great. Yeah. 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 And they're color coordinated. And they're color coordinated. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and then I guess a lot of people that have helped you. Doctors, like, I mean, how many doctors have you seen? I yeah. tell everybody, this is a big joke, I tell everyone I've had more doctors than I've had boyfriends. But <laughs> you love, I don't know what that means exactly, but uh, as long as it's my husband's <laughs> You know what, if I may, I, like, I'd love yeah. to give a shout out to my, yes. my doctors. Um, you know, I wouldn't be here if it weren't for a neurosurgeon. Um, wow. And it, I, I, every time I, well, he's, my surgery a couple of months ago, it was his last surgery because he just retired. Oh no. Dr. Michael West. And um, uh, Dr. Cheryl Rockman Greenberg, she's a geneticist and mm -hmm. she's the one who has well, helped um, identify um, um, von Hippelendau in my family. And um, actually she helped me get Philip tested and everything, Philip is my son. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh and um, you know what? And she coordinates all my appointments to make sure I see the right doctors, and she wants to make sure I'm taken care of. It's because it's not only the brain that has affected me, but I've had to see so many other specialists, and and she makes sure I'm all taken the, care of. Taking wow. care of all yeah. that information. Yeah. yeah. How many in operations have you had, Maggie? Um, I've had nine brain surgeries. Oh my. And uh, four eye surgeries. <laughs> Wow, that's, yeah. wow, I mean. Can you see sections? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. I call that a twofer. Yeah. Twofer, yeah. yeah. I'm always curious, um, so one of your very first stories you told us today was about going down to the States, to Miami, to have some tests done. We have such a great healthcare system here, and you mentioned like the many great doctors and surgeries you've had. Um, when is it that we're being advised to go to the U.S.? And, and are those at our expense? And like, how do, throughout your medical history, like, has that been really common to have to go down to the U.S.? Um, when I was nine, I guess, remember, that was a little while ago. Sure. <laughs> it was about 40 years ago. So um, this, since this is a rare genetic disorder, it was like new to, like nobody in, in Winnipeg knew about it, okay. really. So mm -hmm. that's why I had to go mm -hmm. down there. Um, times you know, it, I mean, 40 years later, there's, we have 
a wealth of knowledge of, uh, um, up here in, in Winnipeg and in Canada yeah. now, you know, mm -hmm. and, and the amazing medical system, like the doctors and researchers that we have here, mm -hmm. they know, they mm -hmm. know lots. Right. But I wonder, okay. it's I guess anything, right? The Mayo Clinic or right. to find answers, well, you do the research and you're right. You know, this is like now with the internet. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it's too much information on there, maybe. Yeah. Dr. Google, right? Yeah, Dr. Yeah. Dr. Google. <laughs> no, uh, you asked about uh, expenses. I mean, back then it was like at our expense, you know, right. my, mm -hmm. my parents had to oversee that to go down, you know, mm -hmm. get us down there and everything. Um, when I first lost my sight, um, I had gone down to Johns Hopkins Uni um, mm -hmm. Hospital in Baltimore. And, um, oh, that was at our expense too. So, right. you know, I, when, when I first experienced this, um, went through the blindness, it, you know, it would do anything just to get a little bit back. Yeah. And, and so we, it was a risk, but we took it. Yep. Yeah. Right, yeah. exactly. So when you said that you had four eye surgeries, is that in the hopes that you can get more back? Um, is that? Well, the first, you see, how I lost my sight, um, the 20 years of, of um, laser treatments I mm -hmm. had, it, it kind of controlled it. Okay. And I lost the sight in my right eye, oh, uh, like when I was a teenager. Okay. But I always had my left eye. And, okay. and, and so, you know, I functioned normally, you know, mm -hmm. I, I did everything normally. I, I drove and whatever. Okay. But when, when mm -hmm. I was, um, right after my son was born, um, the, that's when the sight, uh, I lost the sight of my left eye. Okay. And um, I forgot what you just asked. No, I just it's asked the wine surgeries that you had. No, if it was to see if they can, you know, get some of your sight back or... or so that first was... um, surgery, um, through the years and years of, um, of uh, laser treatment, it, I guess it had caused some scar tissue okay. in my eye, in yeah. my left eye. Okay. And uh, what it ended up having was my left, uh, my sorry, um, my retina had detached. Okay. And it is described to me as like the retina as a an onion skin. Okay. So it's very thin. Yeah. So I the best shot of me uh, to get my sight back was that first surgery. Okay. And you know because of all the scar tissue after that surgery, it it lasted for. I'd say a couple of weeks, mm -hmm. and um, and then it had detached again. Okay. And so I had two more surgeries, uh, two surgeries up here in Winnipeg, and um, and unfortunately it didn't work. No. And but that and then the final surgery was down in Baltimore. Okay. And that's <clears throat> kind of like the nail on the coffin, I guess. Uh, when when I was when I was told there was nothing else right. they can do for yeah. me. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. So I, I get know, all choked up. I haven't <laughs> talked about this much since. And, and just one last question too. You said that it, right after your son was born, then you lost the sight in your left eye. Did you get a chance to see him? I saw him uh, for 12 months. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. So at least you have that, you know, memory that you could imagine. Yeah, you yeah. know what is, uh, yeah. you, yeah. you, you say, at least I got to see him that mm -hmm. part. You know, I, that was the part that made me the saddest when I first lost my sight. Mm -hmm. I know what my 
my my son, I'm sorry, my husband looks like, yeah. my, my okay. family, my parents. Because right. they, yeah. they don't change really. And, right. you know, so Tracy, I know what yes. you look like from yeah. your yes. back. So yeah. in my eyes, you haven't aged at That's all. Right. She hasn't. She hasn't, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she really she really 20, yeah, same thing. I think I said this ago. to you the first time I met you. I, yes. I, you looked like a little ballerina. She's gorgeous. Yes, I hear, absolutely. Right? Yeah, yeah. To this day. Mm -hmm. No, I'm. Yeah, I, yeah. I. I yeah. can't. I mean, yes. And all I can say, and I keep on saying it, is just your beauty, uh, inner beauty, mm -hmm. and outer beauty, Maggie. I mean, it's an inspiration. And I mean, I think maybe it's helped you too to tell your story, which hasn't probably been told, you know, for a long time, like you said, because yeah. you've been around family, you've been around all the characters. Well, they don't know my story. <laughs> they don't know your story, yeah. they, your real story. Um, I think, you know, in, in wrapping things up, I mean, obviously there's a website, uh, thehl.org. Yes. That you can go to, but oh, if there's, you know, some something that you can share with our listeners and to our viewers and to the you know the people out there about this disease and you know what were some of the signs or you know or where can they go and what are the questions that they can ask well i don't know i i think just in general to, you know people if you're not feeling right or you know something's not right go see your doctor <laughs> yeah. right. no i mean truly i know everyone says that but um you know it, like this is a rare, uh, can, rare genetic disorder, and it seems like there's a lot of things out there. I mean, look at people who have cancer and and, and all these other health issues. Yeah, so I think it's just knowledge, and then also knowing about your family background too, right? For sure, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and this in case of the BHL is definite, right? Definitely. Yes. Well, I think we're going to raise our glasses. Oh, thanks. Okay. One more time. Thank you. Again, for the Cheers. show. Thank Cheers. You. Thank, thank you so thank much, you Maggie. Sharing. Thank you to Fox Ridge Homes, and Thanks, special Fox thank Ridge. you to Poppy. <laughs> thank you. Yay. Beautiful. All right. Thanks for listening. This has been a production of ilikeyou.com. Podcast distribution from the Sound Off Media Company. I'm Andrea Askowitz. And I'm Allison Langer. And we are the hosts of Writing Class Radio, a podcast. But we are so much more. We have writing classes. So if you are looking for live online classes where you can join a community, write to a prompt, get feedback, and get better... Check out all our classes at writingclassradio.com and listen to our podcasts wherever you get your podcasts and at writingclassradio.com. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Crier Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty, 
from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.